think you said consent. Say uh, Bible Podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur. We're back. New season, season three of Adeline the Kardashian. We're just having a little kiki catch up. We're so exciting. We're back. Because I have talked to Kathleen. I talked to Kathleen probably. So we speak almost every day, but we don't really speak. Because. I mean, but to be honest, I, I can't speak for Kathleen on my end. I don't really think I have that many life updates that I need to, no. yeah, nothing going on. So I have like, we were both empathizing over this. I have like phone aversion it's like and Zoom call, like burnout. I think we can all relate to that where it's like, they, you want to be like present if you're going to like sit down and talk. So then you put it off and then time goes on. So I've always loved that. Probably my favorite part about doing Say Bible is that we have this time to like. Yeah, because I literally cringe, aside, like cringe my phone rings. I'm like, who the Someone fuck? Me, like, oh, right? <laughs> like, dare you? It's <laughs> a forcing function of this horrible family that we love hate. Yeah. But it gives us an excuse. But yeah, it's like. We were talking about food shows because someone I was asking some really good questions at a restaurant I was at and the waitress asked me if I was in the industry and I was so flattered. Because yes. I'm not. Because I asked if the pastry chef made the rolls. Uh, I felt very, very good about that. But you were watching uh, Next Level Chef. Yeah. And so you good. had mentioned on Twitter about Chef. Oh, Stretch. Stretch. That's that. Yeah, yeah. And so it's so funny you were talking about him. Because I loved him too. And he's really young. He has a child, but he's like 22, 23. And the whole time. I don't know if you saw my tweet. I told my mom I was going to write oh, yeah. production a letter. I don't even know who I'd write this letter to. Give this man some money. <laughs> but it's so ridiculous that he's so tall and had to bend over so, like, almost at a 90-degree angle just to chop stuff and cook yeah. stuff. It adds up. Make this fucking kitchen accessible. Like, if he was a little person, you guys would have stools everywhere. Or, you know, if he had another, like, disability, quote-unquote, you'd be accommodating i think tall people are disabled to an extent like they need stuff to be accessible too like why the fuck is he like breaking his back to chop these onions yeah we have a friend who's like six seven and he has to like it's like funny hearing all his like stories of that like they were gonna get a new car and like he has to go like to the do the test drive and all that and they like camp a lot like he has to know if he can lay down in the car. See what like, I mean? Or like driving it. Like, can the seat move back enough and stuff? It's like don't even be started on airplanes. How they just really don't give a fuck. Like, if you don't get that fire lane or whatever. Well, hopefully for stretch, this is good manifestation because as our listeners know, Natalie wrote in her journal. After I went on my first date with Dan, and then I married him, and around the same time, I wrote an email to some random writer that I like on Twitter to get his, like, writer agent's number or whatever for Natalie. He never responded, but now Natalie has a literary agent, so. Who I haven't spoke to in a minute. If you're out there, hey. Uh, <laughs> you know, just slowly. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I, if you're wondering, I did finish my book pitch. That was my goal last year to finish my whole book outline, and I did. And now it's just in God's hands and the agent's hands. And 
do, 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 do. So that's what I do. But luckily, LUK fucks with me heavy, and they let me write stuff for them sometimes. So I get to stretch my creative muscle. The UK, like, publications, too, I feel like they have a little more fun. They are. I like working with people from the UK in general. They seem to, like, be more lighthearted and get it. Uh, And my agent's from the UK, for God's sake. Like, they, they really understand i feel like here there might be a little like kardashian phobia or something going on there's always like this like and we've talked about so many times in kardashian colloquium mj always like says it way more eloquently than i could but like this i mean i feel like americans have this weird like tension between being into like tabloid culture and reality tv and like that kind of stuff but then not wanting to admit it, like it's a guilty pleasure. And I feel like in the UK, it seems like it's just kind of standard. Yeah. And maybe that's because like they have the royals maybe. And the royals yeah. are like really tabloidy. But remember, the, I don't know his name, but the guy that played Ray Donovan, he got ate up because he went on oh, the yeah. New York Times Instagram was like, is this news when talking about Vanderpump rules? Oh, yeah. Lee, or Lee like, Driver. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck you. Yes, this is news. And it's funny, too, because I saw his, like, follow-up was, like, super sincere. He was like, oh, my gosh. I I thought – I didn't realize that I was in the entertainment section. And, like, I feel really bad. Trying to clean like, it up. Yeah. Danny Pellegrino, like, called him out. It's like, look, we don't have a lot of things we can root for right now. We – Leave Schreiber, like, just let us have this moment. I feel like anyone who does, like, movies and tell when you're, when your job is play, like, acting is play to me. Like, you are yeah. playing theater for a living. You should be the last one saying, like, is this yeah. news? Yeah, it's, it, you know, it like, is Ham is, like, I watch Real Housewives. It's, like, that's, yeah. like, well, in, uh, oh, who Jennifer Lawrence, too. Killian Murphy, he's like the one who's in Oppenheimer and he was on Peaky Blinders and stuff. He's always plays the like dark, serious guy. And he was like, no one ever asked me to do a rom-com. Like, what if I want to do a (laughs) rom-com? Yes. Oh, yeah. So you can terrify us all in the rom-com? Yeah. He's like, what if I just want to do something fun? Like, everyone makes me this scary person. Well, there's this pretty funny thing I saw on TikTok, but just from somewhere else. It's, um... Oh, my God. Liam Nielsen? No, no, no. Not him. Because that's the bald guy, right? Liam Neeson is the one from Love Actually. Okay, no. It is Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Yeah. And then the guy from, sorry, all my names are escaping me. The original office, the British one. Oh, um. Now, I unfortunately don't commit his name to memory because he's so annoying ricky gervais yes yes and then another like really funny british comedian actor comedian and they were trying to teach liam comedy and then he was just they're like okay give us a bit and he's like oh i've just go you're at the doctor's office so he knocks he's like hello doctor and they're like hi what are you here for he's like i've got aids and they're like maybe not something so depressing (laughs) Well, that's like um, Andy oh, Cohen had Rafe Fiends, or however you say his last name, who was Voldemort, do like a dramatic reading of, of the Housewives. The Housewives. <laughs> I, I still love when he used to do those. Yeah. They are so, so funny. 
Kristen Chenoweth did one, and she was so yeah. hilarious. She I think she was playing like Kim Zoliak or something. Speaking yeah. of that That's divorce, I, oh my god, I actually would probably watch that if for some reason Andy like gave her something. I might I might tune in for that because Croy sounds like he's coming for blood. And I I would like to think Croy is like a normal person who got like caught who got up caught up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as much as I empathize with Croy being a normal person, Kim gives good TV. Mm-hmm. She might be completely unhinged, but she's com- she's selling her wigs right now on her she gives good TV on her website for money to like two thousand dollars. She's tripping. Um, that happened. The Vanderpump Rules thing is was crazy and chaotic. Chaotic. There's something you else. Know, it's interesting. That I was watching um some stories. I think it was not skinny but not fat lady. Uh, that was like people didn't get why it was such a big deal because the scandal was basically cheating, and everyone on that show had cheated. Yeah, but I think I related it back to the Kardashians mm-hmm. that it is so rare in the reality TV lexicon, even with like some of the housewives going to prison and like all these other crazy scandals we've had, the organic nature of it coming out after they were done filming and then scrambling to refilm and like all the details, like people should just let us enjoy it. Like this is a moment where like we really haven't had that in reality TV in so long where- Shit just hit the fan unexpectedly, and we saw it real time. And I think I'll comment more on that when we get into the episode, and that is really why the Kardashian show is not that interesting, because there's not a lot of... Like, they would react real time to stuff, and, like, things were happening in their lives that... We also get to see, I think uh, Vanderpump did a good job, we got to see the aftermath and then you get to see people actually being rude to each other, like a normal falling out on Kardashian specifically. And I saw it in the preview, which made me just gag when Chloe was like, oh, I'm not going to punish Tristan. Why fucking not? Like, why not? That's why we're here. You want some like mother badge for like being such a bleeding heart that you didn't like. Like what, what, what? What consideration has he given you? It's like uh, Kim too. Well, I'm just in the narrative and I'm not going to say anything. Why not? Your, my kids will thank me later. Do your kids want you to think you're a doormat? Like, do you want to teach your kids that it's okay to just like break out in psoriasis hives? And I'm not trying to but be a, standing up for what's right. And I'm not trying to be a bitch, but I'm here to watch a show. Like, (laughs) we're here to make a show, people. You need to start talking about it. Yeah. What's the tea, bitch? That's why I'm here. They're just something. And I kind of said this about Kim's, like, and we'll get into, like, the full conversations in the show. But, like, I don't think Kim can handle the pushback if she says, like, Kanye does anything wrong. Mm. She can't handle the pushback from his fans. I also don't think she ever wants to, like, disrupt too much of like being in his orbit and like having his children because of the like credibility she gets from him. I don't know, but 
we've said it a million times. This family just has this weird, like, savior complex and, like, something about being like, oh, I need to protect the sanctity of the father of my children so that my children see I would never say something bad about him. I'm like, well, what if he's doing something bad? And I think what message is that sending your child? It's always something bad. It's like, well, we didn't ask you to, well, except for Tristan, we didn't ask you to drag him. We just want to know like, what is going on? Like, I think it's wild that we haven't even, she hasn't even told us how she told her kids you were getting divorced. Like we ha- we don't really know anything. Anyway, let's just start it because I also have some uh, issues with them not saying Pete Davidson's name all of a sudden. I'm like, did he put a gag order on you people? Why are we being so like weird about this? But let's start with strong publicist. That's for sure. <laughs> let's start with the beginning, the skating intro. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I spit take like I was drinking my coffee and i was like that intro went on for so long and i was kind of having it so fucking long all of a sudden i see Corey and roller skates and i just like burst out in laughter in his silk set short set which i'm still like is that don't sing about um best is at hulu and it's disney so they have money they dropped that money to get the cuff it song and i hope beyonce fucking broke disney or hulu's pockets and was like yeah you can use it for 2.5 million yeah (laughs) i was like is it still the intro is this a scene it was like a full-on music video the weird part of well she said she wanted a music video the weird part about it let me look at my notes first of all um the cat suits i'm not really sure why everyone was in a black cat suit surrounded by everyone else who's dressed normal why couldn't they just put on some normal clothes? Why are we in a cat and sunglasses? Why were you in a cat suit and sunglasses being out skated by everybody in the background? Also, I think wearing real thing. I really just want her to abandon that wetsuit look. The wetsuit look. I didn't understand that. And I hate rollerblades at the roller skating ring. I'm sorry. I think it's weird. Uh, Kylie and Kendall <laughs> had on rollerblades. I hated it. It didn't even go with the thing. Because it's supposed like, to be like. younger generation. Yeah. It's supposed to be a roller rink. Put on four wheels. Come on. Um, I don't know why Corey was in it. Because I don't feel like Corey is that. It's not part that much part of the Kardashian show. So it was weird that he like. like I fucking love roller skates. <laughs> I'm going to be in this intro. Corey's like, yeah, I'll do my little skate move. Like, Corey <laughs> thought he was in fucking, like, roll bounce or ATO. Um, it felt like they all shot their scenes separately, except for Kim and Chloe and then Kylie and Kendall. But, like, it felt like all the girls were not there at the same time. That was strange. I didn't like how they, when I say they, Kim, but why did they have to explain it? Like, just, if you're going to have this intro, I rather they just threw it on us. And, like, acted like nothing happened and started the show. But they were like, we're shooting our intro today. It's a music video. We just want to do something fun. And it's like, why are we explaining this? I was confused. (laughs) I can appreciate them trying to be a little lighthearted and fun because I think that's a lot of feedback they probably got, but it, 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 it got awkward. Like I said, the cat suit, cat wet suits, the sunglasses. Oh, like. I, I I've definitely got a sense they were trying to like break the fourth wall a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Entire episode, 
which I appreciated in theory. Like yes, that. in theory. On paper, this probably looked like a great idea. <laughs> like the they, I think they got feedback that the other two seasons seemed too produced, but then the fourth wall breaking felt very produced. Yeah, it was like you don't have to explain what if you if they would yeah. just did that intro, we would like oh okay. And to your point, it went on forever. Yeah. Um, um, anyways. Corey clearly brought his own skates because <laughs> they were black, low and low top, low top. Yeah, so he has his own skates. Bless his heart. Had, like a pose, like it wasn't like he like rolled by. It was like he like kind of like <laughs> posed and showed him off. <laughs> and he like did like the little skate trick with his feet, yeah. <laughs> and then like a spin. I literally like, literally was like laughing for several <laughs> minutes, just be like, "Is this what's happening?" And they must have just told him to wear black because he uh, his it was black silk, which again he looked the most comfortable. The rest of them, like, who goes skating like this? Like, I thought we're trying to be fun and a little light. Um, you know what it reminded me of? I wrote down Jessica Simpson's public affair video. Remember oh, yeah. when she randomly like gathered Christina Milian and like Eva Mendez and Eva Longoria, the uh, the people you didn't even know she knew, and they all like went skating. Um, if Kim was popping back then, she probably would have been in that. It, it was, it, that's how weird it was. Um, that song wasn't, that song was weird too. All right, all right, there's a party going on. Um, oh, you know what? And my final note, believe it or not, but me, speaking of MJ from Kardashian Colloquium, me and MJ skated there a couple years ago. Nice. <laughs> she was just learning how to skate so she was into it and then I went and then I was like it was my time of the month I'm so over it I didn't feel that well but um yeah we went there we took some pictures and she just sent them to me because I was like oh we went there remember and we look so I don't even look like myself first of all we're wearing masks which I totally forgot we were wearing masks <laughs> because that was the times right you had to wear a fucking mask it, it they're the pictures are horrible they're god fucking awful <laughs> But um, I thought that was so funny that we had been there before. It's in Southern California. It's like, it actually caters to queer community. They have a lot of like queer nights and stuff like that. So it's actually pretty cool. Um, okay. So this, the show start, that was the skating intro. I don't know if that's going to be a thing. Like, I don't know if that's I mean, going to be every episode. That's what I was thinking. Is like, there's no way they paid Beyonce for that song every episode. <laughs> right. One time use. In perpetuity, <laughs> no, that would have cost way too much money. <laughs> yeah. So then the next scene is Scott at Chloe's house, which we're all happy to see Scott back. Again, another feedback they brought, or they they implemented, if you will. They wanted more Scott. My issue with bringing Scott back was nobody asked him, like, how have you been? What have you been up to? They're just using him as, like, a function to like answer questions yeah know? yeah um uh a mediator yeah. almost a, someone yeah. to, a buffer facilitate so how, what's been how's the baby I and i hilarious like kim is talking and she sounds unhinged about the surrogacy and he like she like says something about like no one has no one will ever be inside you like a baby or something weird like that. And yeah. Scott, it's like, I was like thinking dark thoughts. And then Scott like chuckles and he's like, I could make a million jokes right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, like someone needs to remind these people when they sound insane. Well, he also said that, oh, you guys look really, what did he say? You guys look really small or you guys are getting yeah, small. Like, this breakup really diet. Skinny. Yeah. Breakup diet. But I still think 
And again, this is why I wish they they kept their show on an actual channel that makes reality show because the producers will step the fuck in and be like, ask Scott how he feels about Courtney getting married or ask Scott who he's been dating. Ask Scott how he feels about being back on season three since he... But it's just such, it's like such a fluff piece. Like, let's just have Scott there while we talk just to appease the fans and get off our fucking backs about him. I kind of wish we would have got a little more information, but whatever. didn't utilize him properly. Yes. Speaking of Vanderpump rules, I tweeted this and then it seemed like a lot of people had the same opinion. James Kennedy, DJ James Kennedy, this season of Vanderpump rules was giving Scott energy. Mm-hmm. And they utilized him properly because in past seasons he hadn't necessarily been like a main player. He also kind of unreliable like Scott in that he can be <laughs> insane and awful sometimes. But when utilized properly, comedic timing, gets the zingers, puts everyone in their place. Like, let's if we're gonna bring Scott back, let's exactly. Let's and I <laughs> sound like a broken record, but I can't emphasize that enough to kind of drive your point home we're making a show like i don't need to just see scott like i can see him on instagram like let's get him engaged and find out what he's doing yeah snap back especially as a foil to kim like this episode was kim heavy i get it well the show in general is gonna i feel like it's always kim heavy (laughs) exactly i feel like this is where we're at um so basically chloe in this scene chloe was talking about basically not not feeling as connected with her son because of the surrogacy she did admit it's she was not really engaged in the pregnancy of the surrogacy because of what was going well she didn't say why but we know why what was going on with Tristan so I I think she's having um that was a difficult time but this is where again I have problems with being so tight-lipped why tell us why go into details and I I thought it was very like open like her conversation with surrogacy and also Courtney talking about freezing eggs mm-hmm. but yeah it's like it it was I think that's when they use their platform for good it's like this is a candid conversation where like someone I'm sure women can feel judged in that experience like mm-hmm. if they don't feel I mean even even women who carry children yeah have postpartum where they have a disconnect with the baby like it's like a really big like shame bubble so like her admitting that and like talking through it is big like for the show I think that's a a great way for them to like give more insight but then to your point I feel like she they like made this weird whole like conversation about how it looks like Robert like the baby looks like Robert all the babies look like Robert like no one said Tristan's name like at all in the conversation at all nobody even uttered it and I'm like let's just really get real about why I know they touched on it at the end of last season that like the timeline of her finding out about the other baby that he had was right around the surrogacy so I know they touched on it before but it's like let's be realistic here yeah Part of what made surrogacy challenging here was that you were also dealing with this other thing. Yeah. The person that you specifically chose to be the father. Like, it it wasn't a sperm donor situation. (laughs) Like, this was your person that you thought you were going to partner with. Yeah. Fell apart. So, like, talk about that. That probably sucked. Like, 
Yeah. And and that. and I got a little bit ahead of myself. Kim does Pete Davis like who said that we can't say the name Pete? Because now all of a sudden Lord it's Michael. I'm single, <laughs> right? <laughs> because I'm single. Oh, I I have I'm going through a breakup. Why all of a sudden are we not saying Pete? Last last season you're getting fucked in the right aid. Yeah, you're talking about his dick to your grandma, but now we can't even mention him. He's calling on speaker. Oh, he's calling. Hey, babe. I'm with Chris. Like, now it's like, oh, yeah, I don't really do breakups well. And we had been talking about it. You've been talking about breaking up. That's strange, too. And then she also said, um, I had guilt for what because of what he went through. And it was a lot. Again, we're never saying Pete's name. It's he and this, and it's a lot. And oh, yeah, I don't really do the contract. I, I this I feel like this scene proved more than ever that this was like a contractual like breakup where they're like, this isn't working. This isn't serving our needs. It's done now. The contract is null and void. And do then not she, his name. <laughs> Scott asked how long they were together, and she said nine months, which I was like, mm, okay, I guess we'll go with that. But it, what's even weirder about this scene, too, Scott was literally kicking it with Pete. So he yeah. was acting like he, like, didn't know Pete either. He's like, oh, you did? You're going through a breakup? That's crazy. And I'm like, this is insane. And I feel bad because I I, I bet they thought at least he'd be a two-season arc. And the yeah. fact that it ended so abruptly and now we have to act like he, like, never existed is crazy. When E, keeping up, Oh, we would have got every fucking detail. We would have got the breakup conversation (laughs) on the phone. I I said this when they were, like, still um, attempting to sell it to us. Like, I felt like Kim took the opportunity to, like, date him. However, it came up. I don't think it came up the way that they explained. But I was like, oh, this will be fun. Like, I need to do something to, like switch to single Kim and like show that I still got it and like Pete was available but like everyone that Pete has dated besides like when he was dating Larry David's daughter for like several years has been like fast and crazy you know and I think it started out like thinking it would just be fun and like a way to like show Kim in a light of like fun single person but they immediately switched to their old ways of being like, what if Kim was the game changer that got Pete to not bounce around and be like everybody's boyfriend? Like, I think there was like a shift in how, especially with the Met Gala, where like, I think they really thought this could be like, Kim was the one who like got Pete Davidson to stop being the butt of the joke for dating everybody. And he like fell in love with her. I'm like, that doesn't seem like a plausible story yeah yeah that's not happening with him i also think they tried too much to position him as the anti-kanye like oh remember like the reports were always the same oh she just laughs all the time now and like that story came out where like they use the same language Kylie and timothy chalamet where's that by the way right (laughs) he really admires that she's a boss and a mom like, he didn't say that. 
No, that's not happening. I think, too, what she should have did. I'm not saying she shouldn't have dated him for PR, whatever. Do your thing. It's celebrity life. That's what you do. But to your point, they tried to make it so serious. Like, oh, he's just changed her so much. And, oh, look how he's dressing now. Because instead of they should have just been kicking it. Like you said, it should have been a fast and dirty thing. And then she could have just said, oh, you know, we were just having a good time anyway. And. You know, we're still friends, but yeah, we're not romantically involved. And we don't have was, to do this. I think that was their fatal mistake. And I don't even think it was out the gate. I think they got into it and Kim and her yes people around her like fell back in old ways where it should be like, I have the upper hand. Like I molded him and he stopped wanting to date a million people because I was <laughs> pussy was so bomb or whatever. <laughs> That's I've never heard you say that, and that's hilarious. Say out loud. I don't. The, the wop was whopping, baby. The wop was whopping. It's like that was too much. We didn't need to do that. It could have just been a fling to like get people talking, and we all would have moved. And we could have just went home, but she just dragged it out so long, and it's just it's so apparent how non-serious that was because. First of all, he's, I think he was dating someone by the next day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it was not He's like. Still dating. Exactly. Not like this, oh, nine-month relationship. I'm like, I feel like he was never monogamous. I don't think this was ever an exclusive thing. Um, but now we have to act like he didn't exist. And that's that on that. Another thing that was weird, too, with, like, them not really, like, directly addressing him was later in the episode where they talk about the Kanye of it all, mm-hmm. she doesn't really address that Kanye was like specifically doing all these weird ass posts about Pete. Yeah. He was very specifically offended by Pete and yeah. like the timeline of Kanye helping her with SNL and supposedly they met on SNL and they kissed and stuff. I'm not validating any of what Kanye said because I was very unhinged but like she didn't even address that like yeah specifically for like weeks on end did these like yeah I mean we'll get into it when we get down there but yeah I think Kim is really and I don't blame her it's her show it's your narrative she's really (laughs) positioned herself as like this victim uh and that she's just not a participant (laughs) in the madness um, I'm not going to ever speak about that because that was weird. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, we'll get into it. But finally, another very typical comment is that if Rob doesn't have a son, the Kardashian name is dead. Um, I put in my notes, Rob should not be having kids respectfully. At all. <laughs> and also, who cares? Like, I, I remember it, it kind of like brought me back to that time that Chris was talking about changing her name back to Kardashian because it had like better brand value and like it gets better whole, uh, reservations <laughs> yeah and their whole like saint like view of Robert Sr. even like, we all know the history it's like it's such a weird like old school thing to be like obsessed with the name being like carried on it's like yeah. the name will always be attached to you guys like yeah what are we in like old England in the renaissance period where like I think Scott kind of had that attitude like (laughs) that's what I love this again this just goes to show Scott is a great foil to Kim Kim I had this moment I was like Kim looks insane on that chair where she's like Kardashian name is going to die and she's just like staring at Chloe and Chloe's like 
um, like he's young and like guys can get girls pregnant into their 80s or something. And Kim is just staring. She's just like sitting on this chair, just like staring. Well, you might have the Kardashian <laughs> name if Chloe would fucking wake up and name her kids Kardashian. I have no what? idea why why you Tristan deserves have- <laughs> these last names of the kids. Like my my nephew, my sister and his dad like decided like they weren't together anymore. So he has the same last name as my sister. Like Yeah. That's it, how it should be. Weird old school thing where it's like the man's name. Yeah. Like, you have to take the man's name and like only the sons can carry on. Like, yeah. What are, yeah. We're, if we're not together, slash, you're having a baby on me, you're not getting the fucking last name. Like, you have three other kids that you yeah. can put the last name on, not my child. But that's What's just me. <laughs> Would a rose smell a sweet? <laughs> a, little, a little Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also added that they they added more like fun music. I can tell they're again another one of our feedback was everything was either so monotone or like they had no music and it was very quiet. So because during even the Kylie and Kendall uh driving scene, they did I my know money. That too. They had like real music. Yeah, they had my money don't jiggle jiggle. It just felt whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, I thought that segment was cute. It was a little long for it. It was I did I did write that way too long, but I appreciate what they're trying to do. I like seeing um, personality from Kylie, especially. Yeah. And I like seeing Kendall not being, like, the st- stressed out person. Like, I feel like she had to play that role of, like, person with anxiety for so long. That <laughs> it was just, like, two sisters having fun. And yeah. also PTSD, learning how to drive stick um, flashbacks. Actually, oh, but- teaching people how to drive stick. Okay, there it is. Learning to drive stick, I did when I was, like, 15. Yeah, me too. And it was fine. Teaching people was traumatic. <laughs> I've never, well, I never have done that. I never will. I'm not a good teacher. So no, I would not do that. Although I did cringe when Kendall said, your foot is always on the clutch. I was like, what? And then she finally was like, I don't really teach things well. I'm like, yeah, because that was a terrible instruction. <laughs> I like my high, high school boyfriend and I went to the same college. Mistake. Don't ever do that. Uh, <laughs> I'm happy with my choice, though. I wanted to go to Cal Poly. Uh, I had a migraine. And so the drive back mm. home was like six hours. I think I've told the story before. Mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I had, I was like, I have to teach you how to drive the car. I can't see. And it was like, I remember that. <laughs> and he refused to do it. And I had to drive us the rest of the way home. I was like, this is like worse than driving drunk. Like, yeah. This whole I episode imagine. was like thinking about that parking lot. Dark. Yeah. But it was cute. A um, little too long. And actually not needed. But, you know, whatever. I see what they're trying to do. When they do the fluff, it's fine. It's I don't fine. mind a fluff piece. In the, you always say that's like the storylines, there's like A, B, C, you know, it's like. I think the fluff pieces with them are, are still hard. Like, I literally fast forward to that whole driving thing. Yeah. When I realized after the commercial break we were still in the car, I was like, no, I can't yeah. do it. it only, only because they're not funny. Like, it's not the, like the house, like, like if Nini had to ch- like show Kim Zolziak how to drive a stick, that would be funny. Would have got some one-liners. Yeah. Or like how Gail and Oprah went on that road trip and almost killed each other. <laughs> Fly fishing. <laughs> yeah. Like that's funny, but because they don't, they don't really have these like hysterical personalities. It's like, okay, we're, we're done here. Um, we need to talk about Chris going to Kim's home and talking about the Dulce and Cabana collab. The funny part about this for me was they wanted her to be 
they kept stressing the creative director. And it's like, you'll be in the room while he's sketching and you'll say yes or no to this. Opportunity. This felt very, again, the feedback that they always get is, and you've said this for a long time, like show more of like the process of what they do in work. This felt so forced that they were trying to convince us Yes. Like, a, how important Kim was, and B, that they weren't stepping on Courtney's toes. Absolutely. To the point where I even questioned the timing of when this yeah. was filmed. Like, it's I kind of was like. Films that Chris Humphreys seen yes. in the car. I was Absolutely. like, why are you trying so hard to convince <laughs> us that you thought about Courtney's feelings? It when- felt like they went back and were like, hey, we got to <laughs> film a scene where I'm talking about her feelings. I was like, if there's one person in this family I believe, like, doesn't bullshit, it's Courtney. And, yeah. like, you're like, feel you doff protest too much yeah it's like carrying again (laughs) and especially when they're like oh they kept saying this has never been done before they've never asked anyone to collab this is you're the first not only are you the first armenian you're the first person this is why courtney hates you like listen to how you sound right now you sound insane the first person to do this um and then so kim goes it's just um it's too soon after courtney's wedding i just can't it'll be i want to i just can't but i'm going to i want to wait at least a year i want to wait a year and then chris because i like this is what we do like across chris she doesn't give a fuck she's like well it'll be six months (laughs) well four okay but i think it's still fine (laughs) um and There's then check in the mail. And then <laughs> as another awful. campaign for this has been going on before Courtney's wedding, Kim mentioned even before Courtney's wedding, they've been wanting to work with me. Um, they wanted to do a book. I don't know what kind of book. She said they just wanted to do a book and she didn't even go into details. And then she said after the wedding, they called her to be the creative director. Like, what can she do? Her hands are tied supposed to make us take your side kim because like (laughs) if i was your sister you sound like such a biot are we sure maybe like at rehearsal (laughs) dinner you weren't like you know it'd be a good idea (laughs) like you sound insufferable you know what's weird though here's here's the part where i i'm a little bit like "Mm, i don't know when she was at the wedding i felt like she was already wearing her collection yeah Am I going crazy? Because remember she had that like the sparkly bustier yeah, one with the, piece. And now that's like a whole thing. Speaking yeah. of Vanderpump's, Lisa Vanderpump was wearing like a she version was. Of it at the reunion and Giselle wore one on Real House of Potomac. Like Natalie Bryant, Kobe Bryant's daughter wore one the like, other day. It was already happening. And like the whole way she was like styling her hair, like all of it was already happening, happening yeah. at Courtney's wedding. Like she's delusional if she wasn't already like repping Dolce and Gabbana. I was like, and- am I going crazy? But weren't you wearing that shit at the wedding reception? Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then we somehow segue into Kim psoriasis, which was, excuse me, due to stress from Kanye. Yeah. The father of her children is stressing her out. Um, then they went into, she wants to stay single for a while. Bullshit. Uh, she also said, I love being alone. Extra bullshit. I like how Chris, like, was right. like, fucking for real. Like, I, and that's what we need. Like, have an authentic conversation. Chris is like, I love that she said, I don't think you can be alone. Like, you're always either with a man 
Right, and even when friend. she said friends, I was kind of like, or her kids. Like, she's like, can't do anything without North now. It's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, we all know you, you can't be alone, Kim. You can't figure out what the fuck your personality is. Like, when she is alone, I mean, those rare times, like, think between Reggie and Chris Humphreys, she was fucking miserable. Yeah. And talking I mean, about her, and like, was barely not with Chris Humphreys, or maybe still was when she, she was Kanye. Like, no, she was. She was definitely still married. She was definitely still married when she got pregnant. And that's, that's kind of Kim's. It's been a trend, it seems like, when a relationship's over, not so much legally over, right? But when she's decided it's done, she'll yeah. move on to someone very quickly. Well, like, if you think, and to Chris's point about friends, like, you think about Black China, they would, like, be BFF when Kanye was hanging out with Tiger or whatever. Or Larsa, they would always wear, like, matching outfits. Yeah. It was, like... Wag girls, the Harcos or whatever their names are, uh, in the in the north, it's like she always has to have like an accessory. Now there's it's Chloe. Like, Chloe, yeah. Now there's Chloe. Then is another like sidekick of hers. So yeah, I would be surprised. But then this is where it got weird. I was gonna say I'd be surprised if she stays single long. But also she like also said, I just wanna, I just wanna stay home. I just wanna like. Then and she stay said, home, bitch. <laughs> "Stay home, like, <laughs> do you really need to go to the baby for baby gala or wherever the fuck for that every was? Every single home <laughs> Lakers game, right? Is barely playing, right? Stay home, like it was so crazy. And then she was like, I just want to stay home and do that. But then she's like, and be single or date five guys if I want to. And I'm like, what are we talking about here? Like." I agree with all that you're saying. However, we're contradicting ourselves in a lot of ways. So I I don't know what to support, but I support you, girl, whatever you want to do. <laughs> what did she say? I have to do. She says I have to do press, but I want to be private, like not For out. Podcast. I was like, did that ever she come out? She did say that. She said she was doing press. <laughs> when did she do press for the podcast is even better question. Um but that was cute. I thought that was so funny. She was like, I'm a workaholic and I want to live a simple life. I think that's what she said. Something like that. It was a crazy conversation. And Chris was looking at her like, girl, this is me you're talking to. <laughs> like, please. That's cool. You need attention at all times. And it has to like, it can't just be like, consistent attention it has to elevate it's like she constantly needs to like increase the volume of attention that she gets or switch it to something new because that previous attention has like run its course or something what was so funny is side note you talked about the laker game we're not going to talk about chloe's statement because it's too long to read and it's so ridiculous but the (laughs) fact that the the excuse they gave or why they go to tristan's games to support him because he's family is insane to me because the show i watched last season i mean you would have thought tristan murdered somebody the way they they had a meeting about it People were crying. Even Kendall was like, I thought he had really changed and he hadn't. He fooled me too. Like it was crazy. And now less than a year later, they're like, go Tristan. And he's sitting on the bench, of course. But it's they like salivated over his mom dying. I feel like it was creepy and gross to watch. It felt like they were like almost gleeful to be like, 
oh my God, we're here for you. It's almost the Lamar thing part two, right? When Lamar got his situation and they're all like ran to his side and like brought him to Kanye's show. And and me and Kathleen aren't assholes. We're not saying fuck you and your mom. Like that's not the point. The point is- There, the point is, it's like they don't have healthy boundaries, as Courtney has been trying to preach all these years. It's one thing to be like, your mom's passed away. Let us know if you need anything, right? It's something of that nature. Or like, hey, we're having a Christmas party. Your daughter's going to be there. So if you want to come. and That's normal. I never expected them to be like, do not come around us. But going to his basketball game when he doesn't even play. I can't emphasize that. Wasn't enough. even playing. Wasn't even playing. And it's, if they were like Jack Nicholson and always went to the Lakers game. Exactly. You're no. not even a basketball family. Sitting front row is crazy because you, that means you want the visibility, Chris right? Was like in the bench, someone like commented <laughs> like, like in between their thighs. <laughs> was like, Chris was damn near toweling everybody off of the Lakers. We and said, Adam always said, bring back shame. <laughs> Bring back shame. I would, and even if I wanted to go to his game, bitch, I'm not sitting front row. I'll be in a suite. I'll be sitting over here. You know what I mean? Like, like North holding that sign. The I sign. Ah! They told her to make that sign. No. Ha- well, here's the thing. It was like, I want to make a sign for Uncle Tristan. Sure. You could be like, let's make a go Lakers one. Right. I North I is also like. Okay, babies, here's all the markers. Let's make a sign for Uncle Tristan. Like, right. they thought in her head. North is nine, right? We don't expect a nine-year-old to have discernment. So I, I, I don't, I'm not even worried about her. It's like you said, it's more so the family being like, first of all, calling him Uncle Tristan's fucking crazy in itself. But, and I, you know what else angers me when I go on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you read the comments that are like, well, he's, True and them's father, that's their uncle. That's not how uncles work. Just because you're having a child with my aunt <laughs> doesn't oh, automatically geez. make you an uncle. Drew wasn't even there. <laughs> right. She wasn't there. He wasn't playing. I think he clocked maybe 30 seconds the entire series. Entire series. Like, fuck him. It's like, don't, I know in my family, I have a lot of cousins and like, you know, I don't have any sisters or siblings, but my cousins are like my sisters to me and they have children with men. I've promised you, I've never called any of them cousin. I have never been like, Hey, is Michael? Cause my cousin had a baby with this old ass man who was a pastor. But hey, is Michael preach? Like we do not like cheerlead for a man just cause you're the father of somebody. <laughs> donation and like it's and again back to the conversation with Kim about like Kanye's dressing her out it's like what about the kids growing up knowing what the fuck Tristan did multiple times and then you like parade around him and like post all these insane unhinged birthday posts about how he's like the god's gift to earth it's like what are, is that teaching your children? Like I'm already like, dreading Father's okay. Day. Father's yeah. Day is gonna be just fucking ridiculous. Like, I can already see it. Treat your mother like garbage multiple times, but if your mom dies, like you're a really nice person. Oh yeah. If you, you have single home Lakers game. 
you have a parent die, it's, it's, we, we're even, like, it's fine. And I think, again, I never really had a, I never really liked Tristan. I've never liked him. As soon as he showed up, I read it. I read his energy quickly. But, well, I remember that first, like, time he was on camera. I was like, I kind of like that he called out Chloe for being a bulldog. Yeah, you did like that. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I can't, you can't trust him. And you can't. But I still was like, his problem is that he is not built for monogamy and he's trying to act like he is. And I'm okay with that. There's a lot of people, men and women, who think they're monogamous and they can't do it, but they keep trying to do it. And it's like, just don't be in a relationship. It's pretty easy. I didn't have a a real problem with Tristan until he had that child and doesn't didn't claim it that's when I fucking turned the tape that's when I was like all right so you are complete garbage you're not just it's not just that you like to fuck around you also are a terrible person well and like the threatening like text to her yeah like and even the Jordan thing I still maintain they tried so hard to make Jordan seem like this like predator predator that how homewrecker that went after him and i still think he saw the opportunity to make a move on her mm-hmm. knowing it would be like the forbidden fruit or yeah yeah maybe he was hoping it would piss chloe off enough yeah stop trying so goddamn hard <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> yeah like i think that he his mind and like what gets him off like I think he pursued Jordan. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, and then the girl that got pregnant was just like, he was probably doing that all the time. Yeah. Plenty of other girls just like that who either didn't get pregnant or he was able to keep them quiet. I was going to say, yeah, he definitely probably has more kids out there that we just yeah, don't like know he about. Just, like casually like hooked up with that girl right after his birthday party that Chloe like threw. Like he did that way more than once. Yeah. And I and again, I was okay with that because I'm like, you just you are in denial that you cannot. You're like, you need to live a life like Diddy. Diddy is like, I am not a one woman man. What I do whatever. All my uh, kids along. He praises all his baby mothers. He's like, like dating Carisha, dating Carisha, and having a baby over here. <laughs> but the baby gets to come over, and he's like, yeah, this is my new baby, and I'm still. And he talks about the baby's mom too, yeah. not like she doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm going to go to come and hang out together. But I'm also going to the Met Gala with Carisha. Like it's I'm I'm not I mean, Nick Cannon, same thing. It's like they're very like upfront with who they are. And this is how I might need my lifestyle. Tristan is in fucking denial and it's crazy. And it's crazy how the family Scott would have never been able to get away with this shit. Scott had Scott had the worst time in this family. Maybe. I think Kanye might be second, but Con- Scott had it way worse than any man has ever had it in this family, probably because he's not famous and doesn't like play basketball. But they used to give Scott fucking hell. And that was just for like not having dinner with the kids. Like he couldn't even go to the club and they were just like, how dare you go to the club and leave Courtney Cl- home alone? The fact that Tristan's plays the basketball and is in proximity to LeBron. He doesn't even play basketball well. In fact, he's black. They love being tangent to black people and, like, try to get in on that culture. And then also this fact that he's, like, and that this is kind of the same thing I think they saw with Pete, where he's, like, seen as this sleuzy who sleeps with anybody, but 
Chloe is the mother of his children, and Chloe calls him back. Like, he just needed family. Like, those other women were just people he had sex with. <laughs> He's still so he family. Was- when was he family? You got pregnant, like, four months after meeting him. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? And he had about? another girlfriend who was pregnant. <laughs> When he met you. Oh, by the way, was probably been cheating on you since the day he fucking met you. What are we talking he about? on you while you're in labor. <laughs> the first time that we know of. That we know of. Like, the whole, they're really trying it, to it sell us his family. I'm ho- too. Like, Scott knew Courtney for a long time. He's been there since the beginning of the show. He fathered three entire children with her. And they, like, threw him out with the trash when Travis came along. Well, f- hell, when Eunice came along, they were ready yeah. to get rid of him. But they Travis? Like, oh, they were like, what's like, And then, and, and to be fair, I, I do think they did not honor Courtney's boundaries with Scott in a lot of ways. But, again, he was a part. If you were going to say anyone is a part of the family, like, right. he was part of, and he doesn't have any family. I get yeah. it. But, like, Tristan was around for, like, five seconds. <laughs> gets Chloe pregnant. And cheats on her the entire time. Oh, yeah. Hasn't stopped. Embarrassingly, no shame ways. Why does he keep getting so many passes? It's just like, you guys are making us feel crazy. Yeah. I I think the gaslight. They're being assholes for setting the narrative. I'm like, you're setting the narrative. It's (laughs) the narrative. Like, Kim's like posting all these stories on her Instagram. Like, hey, Tristan. Like, (laughs) Well, he's like on the court. Like you don't need to do that. Yeah, like, it gets excessive. Even the birthday posts are excessive because, and they know what they're doing. You can't convince me because that's such a public. You've got fifty billion million followers, and you're posting on Instagram where you can easily text this individual if you really need to say happy birthday. Know, to them. Like, what is going on? Where Chloe's talking about how she can't even bond with her baby because of surrogacy being the problem. And we're all just supposed to, like, accept it. You think it's okay to, like, befriend the man that you thought she was going to raise this kid with. Embarrassing her on, like, the most, like, awful scale. And I think, too, if that's the case, again, because we are making a show, then we as the viewers need to see that process. To I'm not saying people will accept it. At least we can put like, oh, okay, so this is what this is the conversation you had. Because even if we saw them film where she was like, "Look, your mom died, and it remind me, of my dad dying in life is short, and I don't want us to be in turmoil. I would like us just to be friends going forward, and just have a friendship. And since you don't have much family or your parents, know that you can rely on my family. Like, even we're not going to be romantically involved, and I still need to like." Work out some boundaries. Yeah. But this is where we are. Then all of us will be like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. But when you just pop up, your family just pops up at a Laker game, and then you go on Instagram, Chloe, and make a birthday post and turn the comments off, everyone's left to speculate, and we're just going to speculate you guys are back together, which I honestly, I don't know if they're officially back together. She claims they're not fucking. I don't know. Just as, like, a saint. And friends with everyone in the family is, to me, not adding up with how he treated her publicly. Yeah. Like, I don't even care if you guys don't have sex anymore. Yeah. The message that you're sending is confusing to yeah. me, a viewer of your stupid show that you insist on making. <laughs> but I imagine as your children, it's confusing, too. Like, when they're older, like, 
people are going to tell him like, oh, yeah, your dad cheated on your mom like a million times. Like, yeah, they're definitely going to hear that every middle school fight that they're ever going to live through. Well, even if they, you know, get old enough to use Google and stuff, they're going to find their other brother. Like, hey, why can we invite Theo or like they might DM Theo and be like, hey, we're brother and sister should come over. I also think if you look at Kylie's situation with Travis, to me, by that logic, y'all should be at the next Travis Scott concert. Y'all should be going to um, Sister Dr. Black China, Angela White's Bible study by this logic. Trying to extend the olive branch. And they just act like she doesn't even exist. (laughs) Right. By this logic, let's go talk to Sister Dr. Angela, if that's the case. If we're all family, it's just so weird. And I think, too, I was going to say this about Kylie and Kendall and their little stupid scene. They literally just phone it in, and I kind of give them grace for not sharing as much, even though this was Housewives. Somebody on the cast would be like, you're not sharing enough. Yeah. I only give them grace because the show started when they were kids. They didn't really get a choice to be reality stars. So that's why I don't really push them, because I could easily make the argument that we have to sit through all this weird Bad Bunny and Kendall content in the tabloids, but we're never going to get that tea on the show same with kylie you're dating travis scott arguably one of the biggest rappers in the world we never get any fucking information on that like it's very it's it's i want to say strange but it's frustrating as a viewer to have to kind of see stuff going on outside the show and then you watch the show and your guys are learning how to drive a stick shift and i'm like that's cute where's travis where you at with travis where's your son you are hiding a sun. <laughs> are you hiding the sun from the world or the world from the sun? <laughs> Especially when you see with like such fervor that Kim needs to like be actively pursuing more relevancy. That it's like I can see that everyone else has kind of just had their wagon hitched to her. But at the same time, it's like, well, Kim, you're not even, like, really, you're giving us, like, manufactured, like, background to right. what's going on in your life. No special yeah. flavored tea. <laughs> like, Just this plain old thing. Oh, I'm doing the Dulce Cabana. Okay, that's great. We, know, we already know that. Because the father <laughs> of children is annoying. We want tea. Um, 818 party. I miss, and this is when I start, I stopped paying, paying attention a little bit. I was kind of going through Instagram. What was this party for? Did they say? <laughs> I thought, was it a launch? Was it just in celebration of? Were they celebrating that new bottle design? I really enjoyed Kylie's commentary about the drinkers in the family. Confirming what we already knew, right? We already knew. And she was like, if you had to choose anyone to drink with, it would be Chris Jenner. Period. We we've been saying that for years. Like So I yeah, I definitely I wanna as someone who has criticized Kylie in the past for being like a robot in some degrees, I felt like she seems like a weight has been lifted. Yeah, she seemed very normal, quote, unquote, this episode. From her orbit. I feel like she was in Travis' zone and mom's zone. She really doled her shine. Yeah. It's kind of fun to see her just being a little bit more. Loose. She should be the fun one. Yeah, but definitely, Chris, we already knew that. Um, They had this guy flying in a jetpack. A robot (laughs) making drinks. A robot making drinks and people helping the robot make drinks, which was funny. 
James Corden, my fucking God. He's so dumb. He's so annoying. Like, why was he there? A, B, he was like, oh, you're going to name him Fools. He's the only celebrity there, too. Yeah. Like, they just, like, called in a favor. Like, James Corden, can you come to this? So (laughs) can you come to talk to Chloe about baby names? I think they're weird. That pasta looked bomb, though. The pasta did look good. I wonder, I was always wondering how much they ate because I'm like, are you guys really eating? Um... And then he said something about babies always end up looking like he just was insufferable. Like the fact that Chloe had to sit next to him during the dinner and fake laugh at his stupid ass jokes. Like, like the baby false. It's like, yeah, like, that joke is like two years late. Like, please. But the baby's name's Tatum, by the way. So Tristan's kids that we know of: Tatum, True, Theo, and Prince. God bless the other Jordan for not giving her baby a T name so she can at least have some type of separation from the, the nonsense. That's narrative. <laughs> she has some separation. And I bet, I wonder if Prince has his uh, Tristan's last name. She seems like the type that wouldn't play that shit, but I don't know. And just like, I mean, you know how I feel about True's name supposedly being this grandfather that none of us ever heard about. But them both being T's name for Tristan. It's like, I get them having Kardashian names. All having K's is their last name. But it's just like, again, to your point, like, does Tristan deserve that? Like, Not at all. I donor? wish. Like, does he deserve these alliterations? Not <laughs> at all. Um, And then, of course, he looks like Rob, which I feel like every baby born, they say, especially if it's a boy. Looks just like Rob. Oh my God, he looks just like Rob. Mason looked like Rob. Dream looks like Rob. Obviously, it's her dad, so that's not too weird. Um, Tatum looks like Rob. Psalm supposedly looked like Robert Sr., which he does not. Men in this family. (laughs) Looks just like Rob. He's like literally Rob's twin. It's crazy. So anyway, that 818 party, I don't know why, but again, more marketing for 818, more positioning Kendall as this boss bitch on the boom, and I got a business, and I'm the only woman in my industry. Boom, boom, boom. It seemed like she didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't know what's going on, so she definitely didn't know. What's going on? And then it was like, the guy she did, like, a speech? was to was, it just said executive It producer. said executive producer like, of what? Of the show? <laughs> Right. I was like, of the show, of music. Like, what is he? about the robots were exp- more expensive than bartenders. I was like, is he producing this party? I thought so, too. When I, he was talking about the robots, I was like, does he produce the robots? Like, why is he so... What's why are we on? making sure we know him? Yeah. And then Kendall giving a speech. What's this speech for? Like, what's happening? Are you getting an award? Like, nothing made sense. <laughs> nothing made sense at this party. But it was more like 818 promotion which by the way i kind of want to retract my review about 818 i actually had it chilled and it's not that bad room temperature disgusting but i had it chilled and i was like oh, okay and i was able to drink a lot of it without getting too too drunk or hungover so i still won't buy it but like i'm more of a casamigos girl personally yeah. but <laughs> but if it's if it's in the room shit i'll drink it um and then we somehow randomly and I say randomly because all of a sudden Courtney just starts talking about how the family is so superficial and everyone knows how to have fun together but they don't know how to like grieve together be sad or like yada 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 
And then we cut to Chloe going to Courtney's house. Courtney's still trying to have a baby. She's ovulating, so her and Travis have to get it in. Um, She stopped IVF because of, you know, the hormones. I don't blame her. I wouldn't fucking do that either. And her eggs didn't make it past thawing that she had froze. So now she's just putting it in God's hands, doing it the natural way, blah, blah, blah. So she... Tells this to Chloe, like, hey, I don't think we all know how to be with each other and the sad moments. And then Chloe, in the confessional, says that she feels like the opposite. She disagreed, but she could also say to Court that Court wasn't really there for when she had her new baby. To which, Courtney, I understand. <laughs> it's the 500th baby in the family. Like, the thrill is gone. I'm sure Courtney was, I'm sure Courtney probably shot her a text. But yeah, Courtney probably was like, I don't need to go over there because this is like the 10th kid. Courtney seems like she's like really over the bullshit. So I'm sure she probably had a lot of questions about Tristan and was like, I don't want to go over there because I'm going to start asking questions about Tristan. and that, I da, da, da. Like Ready to fight. Him. I can see her too. And I can totally see her be like, why the fuck would I go to his basketball game? She hated French Montana for God's sake. I don't deal with that man. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I don't do deal with that one shit. in this goddamn family. Exactly. So, and then Courtney did bring up again how, like, it used to be Chloe and Courtney kind of making fun of Kim. And then Chloe and Kim started vibing, and it seemed Chloe like they were getting up on like, her. They both, like, switched to this, like, sad, motherly, like, isn't Kristen great vibe? I feel like Courtney was like, anyways, I'm out. Yeah. And I think, too, they and I they they'll say that when Chloe was having her baby and Courtney like basically Kim and Kim and Chloe are having kids really close together. That's what yeah. brought them together. Bullshit. I don't believe that. I think they got closer when Chloe started dating rappers. Like when she was like kind of on a rap kick. She was with French Montana, and then she went to like was that the only rapper? I feel like she was with somebody else. I think she. There's been rumors she was with Trey Songs. Well, at one point, she was with James Harden around that time, too. James Harden around that time. Like, I felt like they were dating the same type of men. I mean, obviously, Kim was married, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it was people Kanye was vibing with as well. They got in that, like, like like-minded set of, like, placating to the men that they were. Yeah, it's it's hard to explain, but, like really high profile relationships and being very public. And I don't think Courtney's like that. Like if she's dating someone, it's really whatever. Even when she's dating Travis, I still don't think it's at the level of like a Kim and Kanye. Like she goes with him on tour. They'll go to like the Oscars because he's playing the Oscars. They're not just there because they want to be seen. Um, And I feel like Chloe kind of was gravitating more towards Kim's lifestyle of like, doing it things for the sake of just being seen going places just to be there and that's how they like going to Kanye's concerts like Courtney would go every now and then but like different vibe um so their solution is to have like a you know a throwback Chloe and Courtney day like Miami which I don't think is going to be that interesting because she even said we can stay in the gates and I'm like what Courtney is like wants to do like uni steams (laughs) cleansing and like drink matcha and chloe's like no (laughs) (laughs) yeah chloe's like um maybe we can do something else but i still don't think i don't know i just don't think it will be anything that 
interesting. I, I do like, though, that Courtney has, like, separated herself so much. It makes her actually more interesting that she's so mysterious. Because you can, now you're kind of like, hey, what do you guys do all day? Like, what are, what is going over in the Barker world? Well, I, I mean, I've always said that she has, like, a carefreeness about her. Yes. Irks Kim. Uh, <laughs> but I think it's also, like, flourished. Mm-hmm. It's like in that, some of those last seasons, I think she was just really frustrated. Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah filming and kind of like she was moved beyond Scott and like it was she was just like in a rut where she's like I need to get away yeah now it's like that don't give a fuck persona that she has is fostered because she has like love and like a space outside of the show and they all have to like go with it because they, they can't argue with her like being happy and being married to someone who's also really famous like yeah like piss her off too much so she has this like freedom to be like I'm gonna call my own shots like yeah and I think she's found freedom too to speak her mind more too like she doesn't really have to like sit on things and then wait for them to boil she can just immediately be like Kim use my wedding as a business opportunity everyone's superficial we don't know how to be there for each other like she can just boom 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 and then be like all right bye I'm going to Travis's greeting you can't stand to see other people happy Yes, say it out loud. Yes. Right, mention it. Mention it all. Um, So then the final scene, which we kind of been talking about, I feel like on and off, is Chris goes to Kim's house. And by the way, Kim's still wearing that blonde wig this whole episode. And I just want to die. But (laughs) Kanye and the media, um, that was basically the topic. I'm just reading my notes. So Kim's says she says so much in the media and she never comments and these insane narratives she's heartbroken for her mom because he's also dragging the mom and this is where they again they kind of leave details out because she goes on this thing about how like he started the rumor that i was sleeping with drake even our whole marriage and i'm thinking he actually said chris slept with drake too are we gonna talk about that Give us the specifics, Kim. Like, specifics. What are we talking about? But also, Drake participated in that rumor too. Like in his songs, he would like allude to like seeing like he he used the soundbite from Kim's show in one of his latest songs. Yeah. So I just don't feel like again. Aubrey loves a mess. Aubrey loves the mess too. But I just don't. It was such a confusing conversation to watch because. Obviously, yeah, no one wants, if you're married, you don't want your husband or whoever accusing you of having an affair. But that's just, like, one minute thing. And I don't feel like, if you're going to talk about Kanye, we need, like you said, Kathleen, more tea. We need more information. Like, we technically don't even know why they got a divorce. I mean, we can suspect because it was getting crazy. Like, you and I were always like, get a divorce. But like each other. (laughs) Right. But we really don't even know why they got divorced. We don't know, again, how they told the children. We're not even sure. There's so many details we don't know. But well, and it feels like, too, like they've thrown so much spaghetti at the wall about like how they're going to paint this. And then all of a sudden, here we are, like three seasons into this new version of the show. And now you're going to be like, oh, it's really hard to be to deal with Kanye. Now you're going to say that? Right, right. It was kind of like gaslighting us that we all like needed to be more sympathetic to his like mental illnesses when he was like running for president and stuff. It was just like, 
why now? Like, why have you suddenly... And I get that maybe, like, it was hard to talk about it in the moment, or she was, like, trying to figure it out and make it work. But it's like, yeah, you defended everything he did the entire time, to the death. And then even after you guys divorced, I think you really wanted to be friends so that you could stay in his orbit. Yeah. That didn't work. So now, several years later, you're going to be like... Oh, it's so hard being a such a horrible person. He's so terrible and I have to deal with it for the rest of my life. I'll, I'll speak to that for a second, but really quick. She did also say that Kanye brings up her sex tape whenever he can. I don't remember him really talking about the sex tape in public. Let me just say that. I don't know what conversations obviously they have behind closed door. A weird like thing about how he was like going to protect North from like, Playboy, I remember that, Playboy and like being like sexualized, which I don't agree with. His, I didn't agree with that because when Kim did all that, was gross and weird to me. And like, Kim made a sex tape, big deal. Like, people have sex, women have sex. He made it very like, well, and I think I don't agree with that too. Because when Kim did all those things, she was an adult, like. Those yeah. were her decisions. Now, mind you, Chris being involved is still obviously a contingency for some people. But at the end of the day, Kim is an adult. Like, she was making her own decisions. But I think what was weird for me with this, with her bringing up the sex tape when she was, she was almost trying to say, like, you're crazier than me. All I'm going to have to do is explain my sex tape. When I was like, oh, they're going to, I think all the kids are going to have questions for both of you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I said this, like on like one of the posts it's like I get the point that she's making yeah yeah I just don't like that she's the one making it like <laughs> way after the fact like I I don't think it's fair to like vilify her or anybody for just being a woman who likes to have sex I think that's always been our rub with people like slut shaming her there's plenty of other reasons to not oh like there's her. so well, many other things them, <laughs> like and I think Kanye like uses that against her as just that's what he does he's a troll like when he wants to prove a point about someone he pulls out the ammo you know and but it is very like derivative I guess is the word to be like oh well like you had a sex tape like your daughter could see your vagina on the internet it's like well okay then explain it to her (laughs) like well not to mention I don't know but it's like I think I get her point. Again, I don't like that Kim made it. I get the point that Kanye kind of repeatedly has had patterns of behavior where he says crazy things and never explains them or like lashes out at people pushing back on him being vocal about things and like talking about like North getting aborted and stuff like on public record. Like, I get that there's a larger, like, volume of things that he's said that he's never, like, apologized for or even explained than, like, her having this sex tape that we've all talked about into the ground. I think with Kanye and Kim, each of them, each of them married exactly who they married, and then at the end, were fucking surprised that they were who they were, which is a lesson for everybody, right? Like, you're not special. Like, if you meet someone and they're a complete asshole to their ex or they've got the weird things with their ex, what makes you think you won't be subjected to that one day? And this family has, like, a really bad complex with pick me like issues where, like, they think that... <laughs> what did I say? They're... 
pussy was on fire or whatever. You said bomb ass pussy. Like I was like, whoa. Whatever that they think they have the walk, snatch this like that leads to fucking Narnia or something. Like (laughs) the exception to the rule, and we always talk about this with their beauty stuff too. It's like they're the exception to the rule. It's like I think they have just yeah, like that somehow they'll be the one that changes everything, and that gives them value. Like that's not good. Uh, but I also we've said this before. Like I think Kim and Kanye both went into the relationship thinking they were the ones with the upper hand. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And they both saw getting with the other person as like beneficial and for both of them. Even like people who would say like, "Well, Kanye was this talented musical artist, and Kim was just a reality star." It's like, no, he saw it as like she was this seen as the sex object and that like desirable and she could be his muse like he saw that too like they both thinking opportunistically and both thinking they were the ones in the driver's seat and neither of them ever like fully understood the other they just were like go 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 and they both met each other while they were getting out of relationships and doing it terribly like kanye you met kim on when she was on her second marriage. So I don't know why you didn't think she'd ever not divorce you. She doesn't, she'll divorce somebody. It's, it doesn't phase her like that. Not to mention she got pregnant with North when she wasn't even divorced yet. So I don't know why you were surprised she dated Pete before she even divorced you. Like she does not, that legal shit does not bother her. And then on the flip side, Kim is crying about how terrible Kanye is to her and publicly bashed. Da, 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 da. I'm sorry. Did you see when he broke it with Amber Rose or when Amber Rose broke it with him? And he went on national radio show Breakfast Club saying he had to take 50 showers yeah. after it. Like, and Anne made a whole album about her. My Dark Twisted Fantasy, whatever the fuck, is all about Amber Rose. Why did you think you would be exempt from that type of behavior? Not to mention, to uh, Kathleen's point, this isn't just exes. Anybody can get it. Yeah. Anybody that crosses him or he feels offended by. Yeah, John Legend. <laughs> you're getting dragged. There's so many times, I'm not even joking, where I thought I, the day will come that Kanye drags me. One time I thought, I think I'm protected because I'm a black woman. And it seems like he respects black women a little bit more. And then that went out the window when he got with that Vogue girl, the, yeah. the editor. I was like, well, never mind. I'm just like. As oh. I'm, what if it's ever my day? And let me tell you right now, if Kanye ever went on a rant about me, um, it would make my life. Like I'm trying to figure out a way to say how much I would fucking love that. Like I <laughs> that and Chris's cease and desist letter frame <laughs> frame the fame I could get from that. Oh my god! Like I would use all of my, my fifteen minutes up on that. Like I don't know if I would act offended. Yeah, what what would be more if I acted hurt? Like if I was like, I can't believe this, or if I just reveled in it because Kanye is compared to me. Like if me and Kanye got into a thing back and forth, I'll win and I'll win every fucking time. So it's it's just how I want to play it. Like, and and I've never said this before, but somebody, I won't say who, in the Kardashian, it wasn't a Kardashian, but someone in their sphere tried to DM me and get at me, and it was written so poorly, poorly, grammar and everything. I let Kathleen read it. That I felt bad for them, because I'm like, listen, this isn't what you want. Like, I do this for a living. Like, Kathleen actually has been around my friends. I hang out with people 
that talk shit on a regular. Like, please leave me alone. And I just deleted it. I act like I didn't get it. For being an only child, Natalie, you do have, you have the toolkit needed Ooh, that's to nice. with siblings. Exactly. I have the toolkit needed with, for me not have siblings. <laughs> and I think it's because I've always had a lot of friends. Yeah. And like, like I said, I don't have siblings, but my cousins are literally like my siblings and we just spar and like go at it. And then I've, if you met my mother and my father, <laughs> <laughs> same thing. So it's like, listen, that's really cute that you think you can do that with the Kardashians. This is not what that is. So I would love Wrong for one. Not that I would do anything to, like, I try, I do my best to leave him alone because he's got some other things going on. And I'm not sure where his level of humor well, is at any day. To, like, find, like, your parents, like, address and, like, post Put it, it on Instagram. Weird, like, fanboys would, like, show up at your Greg and Vicky's house with, like, bombs or something. Right. <laughs> and then, but even that would be great because you can sue. Remember when Spike Lee did that to um <laughs> the guy that shot Trayvon Martin, which... I'm, he, he had to pay him, which just kind of sucks, right? You have to pay this horrible person. But again, I I understand that celebrity is all theater, so I like the drama. Give yeah. me the mess, like please. I would. Am I the drama? Am I the drama? <laughs> oh my god, what? Like I love it, but um, I say all to say, like the I was unmoved by the tears. Like I kind of was like not the crying because you married an asshole. You yeah. literally, you were loving it when he was dragging the guy from the Donda Academy. You're the one that went on Twitter. Oh, it's you'll fake. never you see my laugh. head. Yeah. <laughs> you were loving it. I would have respected if, like, now she's out of it. She's seen the light. Yes. Like, yes. Just say it with your chest. Like, don't use this martyr excuse of like my kids like it's I respect their dad for my kids and like I have psoriasis because it's so hard to pretend to be nice to him don't do that just be like I'm fucking sick of his shit I'm not playing Kanye West in the car anymore (laughs) like it's fucking weird that he's doing all this shit and like it sucks because he's the parent of my children but it's like I have friends who have crazy co-parenting situations just say it. Like, just say yeah, it. Legally, he's still their father and we have to share custody, but he's acting fucking nuts. And <laughs> I hate it. And it's driving me insane. And he shouldn't be saying these horrible things. And he needs to stop. And it's really annoying. I mean, let's not forget when she was like divorcing Chris Humphreys or whatever. He put Chris Humphreys in a song. Like, none of this is new behavior. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm just so shocked by Kanye's behavior. How could he do like All this stuff with like P, he was like posting all this weird, like wounded little middle school boy posts about P when he did that whole weird ass like performance theater thing with Julia Fox like months earlier. I was like, Come on, man. Like and same thing with I would say the same to Kanye. I don't want to hear you crying about no divorce when you met this woman when she was like, still trying to get a divorce. Like, yeah. get out of here. This it's is like, you all are messy people. Stop with the like even the Chris, even the Chris hate, how he clearly is irritated by her. And I mean, I think he's always been irritated to an extent about her such involvement in the girl's life. Anyone controlling him, though, like now that we've learned, like he lashes out at anyone who like tries to control him. So it's correct. Like, but also it's again, you met, you, you met these people. Yeah, you met 
this family with Chris as the matriarch and Chris is very involved. So then you married Kim and now you're still surprised that Chris is so involved. Like that is the dynamic. Like That's their brand. what the fuck? It was very obvious from the gate. Very you obvious. Liked you liked it. You, you loved it. it. You fucking loved it. Telling us that Kim is more influential than Michelle Obama. Like I didn't make this up. This happened. And like, obviously I loved his music and yeah, of course. Like, I think he would have stayed like a successful artist. I do too. But then getting together catapulted them into like another sphere. Yeah. Of like pop culture zeitgeist. Yeah, I agree with that. that. And like, just be honest with yourself. And like, yes, he was the more like talented person per se in the the pair, but like they had to be together. Like it was both of them. Bringing their evil forces together to take over the world. Like, I don't think you can say which one had the more influence over the other. Right. And I think we always knew that it was, like, destined to not go the distance. Like, we just... Burn bright and fast. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Finally, before we do some Tyra Mail, I watched the the Kravis wedding special. Oh, gosh. Very boring. It's... It's and I don't blame Travis and Courtney per se. It's I want to know who's on production. Like, what is like the creative vision for things like this? Because the, it nothing happened. Usually, when you see a wedding special, you kind of want to see some um, challenges, right? Like, oh, the flower, the f- yeah, the flowers aren't here. Like, oh my god, I just started my period. Like that, that man on Love Is Blind's like pants didn't fit, and he had oh to yeah. Go- the Taylor, the Taylor, yeah, uh, that's like what you imagine. Like True Life. Oh, did you ever watch True Life? I'm getting married yeah. in the Italian couple when the yeah. limo wasn't there. Yeah, that was. I think he's he like, got, like went to jail. He's like scream. I think he passed away. Actually, I think he had oh, cancer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But he's like screaming and he's walking away because he he doesn't realize he's mic'd, so he thinks he's yeah. like walking away from the camera. He's like, I will rip your fucking heart out as my <laughs> wedding day. And then you go to her who's getting dressed. She's like in her wedding dress and she goes, Oh my god! And like what? She goes, I just started my period. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> <laughs> It was like that's the, I mean again and that's why I think Courtney and Travis would thrive in. We don't always need drama that's like ruining people's lives, right? But yeah. we can have these challenges like, oh, I left the veil at the other hotel. We don't need like twenty-seven minutes straight of them being like, babe, 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 and like that too. Oh we get God. it. You like each other a lot. We're very happy for you. Now, if you guys could pause that for a second <laughs> and explain, like, the tailoring process or, like, Babe, how did just... you book all this travel? Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Saying, it you was know? Like, so... logistics. Stop licking each other for five seconds and tell us some travel. It logistics. was so magical, babe. Like, babe, did you even know my veil was getting stuck? I was walking down. I'm very happy that they're happy, but like nothing they ever say is that deep or like unique. And that's fine. Everyone feels in their own love bubble that it feels special and unique, which it should, because that's why you stay with that person instead of continuing to date. But like they don't say anything like monumentally like earth shattering to just like we're so in love. Yeah, and I don't blame them. That's why I said I blame mostly editing. Like I blame I the editing, it. and I who's ever creating it. Oh man, I love 
skulls. This is my second match of the day, and that's your <laughs> third. So it's just like if someone over there would be interested in actually creating a show, like even the Landon thing, they kind of they kind of skimmed over the fact that they didn't even know Landon was coming because he doesn't like to fly. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I'm Let's like that. Alabama's out here becoming Ugh. a rapper, and like I'm obsessed with Alabama. <laughs> crazy shenanigan. T- My favorite was that TikTok. She like did his makeup. Yeah, that was such fun content. Like Travis is kind of a quiet, like demeanor, but like he can be entertaining. I mean, he's in Blink One Eighty Two. Like, oh, first of all, he's had a reality show before, so he's not new to this reality show. Like, Blink One Eighty Two is known for like their skits and like their funny music videos. Like, yeah, he can be the straight man. Yeah, and like funny, entertaining things can be happening around him. Like. Let's make this. Courtney's hilarious. Yeah. It's like, why does she have to be this like dull, like monotone goth girl? <laughs> Emo. Like, who decided that was like the creative direction? I'm like, I'm sure they giggle. Can we show some funny times? Like, yeah, I'm sure they giggle. I'm sure they have some laughs. And like you said, the ki- bringing Travis's kids in more would be more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah so if I, there was a rumor from Radar. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Alabama. Like, she fascinates the fuck out of me. Like, she's like Kylie on steroids. Like, whatever Kylie was doing at 17, Alabama's like, bitch, fucking watch this. (laughs) Watch this. And then dating one of those DeMello girls. Charlie, yeah. Stuff here. Let's make it interesting. Radar Online did have a rumor that she she wanted a spinoff. But, like, I'm not saying it would be good. They would have to get the right, again, the right production team editing, the right direction. Like, being like. Oh my God, we're in love, like goth teens and. And in fact, put it on a different channel. Put it on TLC. Like they'll know what to do with it. They make great shows over there. He's just like, oh my God, let's get tattoos with each other's blood. Like, let's mix it up here, (laughs) babe. We should get tattoos of each other's blood types. I want spunky. Like, I got OB positive because he's OB positive. We're just soulmates, of course. Yeah, like we need something to break that up a bit, right? Um, I also think it's interesting that they don't live together. That'd be a great like angle to kind of talk about I'm as well. Golf cart, right? If personally, if I was at Ridge, I would absolutely keep two houses. Yes, and I in a very small one bedroom house. I would love it if he had another house he could go to when he's like screenwriting or starting a food truck or whatever his latest thing is. <laughs> Right. I would love it, too, if I had a relationship. Just over there. Especially with kind of dark. Um, Okay, let's do some Tyra mail. Let's do some Tyra mail. So, um, there we go. <laughs> we'll do Chloe's baby name. So, hey, girls. Did y'all see that Chloe's son's name is supposed to be Tatum Robert? Honestly, I stand by my previous email that she seriously did name him Tristan Jr. I think she just chickened out and changed it later because she saw how no one was buying into the Tristan Redemption arc. Thoughts? I will say my thought about the name is that, again, another interesting thing. We didn't really get any information on why she named him Tatum. It was just like, yeah, it's Tatum. And we're not like. The whole thing with True was like the grandpa's name, but everyone was like you're naming her true because like what's the truth of all the cheating it was like that whole discourse it's mm-hmm. like oh it's tatum you're like oh okay 
So I could, I, I would not rule out that she planned to name him Tristan Jr. because she wanted a boy so bad mm-hmm. and they were going to be together. Yeah. Now, if she stuck with naming it and changed it, I don't know about that. But I think there was there's certainly validity to the idea that she was thinking of naming him that. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past her, basically. Um, I just think, too, the Tatum is just like an attempt to try to keep the T names with her kids, which, again, like Kathleen talked about earlier, we don't, you don't need to do that. But is her baby, if that's what she wants to name him, girl, knock yourself out, have a ball. Sure. I wonder if she's going to have one more. Can you imagine if she was just like, and the, the show, we've gotten so used to them saying stuff like this. She would definitely just say, well, I just want my kids to have the same dad. So, yeah, she'll do it. Absolutely. Oh, um, my God. I, I I think that's when, like, a wellness check needs to be done because that's <laughs> just so crazy. Like three is a better number than two because numerology. And yeah. Something. I don't know. Right. Oh. Um, the next one is, will the K's ever stop looking so crazy? Crazy with the K. Fun. Yeah. Hey, I'm a big fan of the show. Please get keep producing content. Also, is there anywhere I can listen to your old episodes? I'm desperate. I don't know. You know, capitalism. If you're not, like, paying for stuff, they take it. But I'll, <laughs> I'll look into that. Also, my question is, like, Kim looks fucking mental at the moment. I've seen some pap shots of her crying in Kanye's car from a while back, and they're really saddening. Also, obviously, she like, she's, like, obsessed with working the hardest. And, like, she seems fucking whacked. She did say this episode she's a workaholic. Uh, even though in the Jay Shetty interview, she also says she has mom guilt. So I don't know. In fact, in fact, all of them just seem unhinged as hell at the moment. Like, Courtney says nothing interesting with Travis. It's so suffocating. Kendall is literally a drip getting an IV drip. Kylie's got those Kim crazy eyes, too. And, like, of course, her relationship with Chalamet is fake because his profiles dropped recently. But what was that shit where she was queer baiting us with Stassi? I was so backing a bisexual arc and urged her to ditching that. Oh, oh, and, oh, and irk her. She's basically she was irked at her ditching that and getting with Twink Boy sucked. Next, what the fuck, Chloe and Trash Can? Literally only just realized how close after Lamar's coma that she got with him. Yikes, girl needs therapy. And finally, there's Chris and that, uh, what is that? Sycophant? Corey. Who, I don't know say it, but yeah, it's like someone who like does everything you say. Okay, there it is. We'll call him a concubine. Corey, who <laughs> like, she has literally never had an endearing scene with him. Ugh, why have they all literally become mental? Like they were always one, or always on one, but now they're so sad to look at because their eyes are so twitchy and their conversations are so dry. It's basically what Courtney was saying, right? Like we're so superficial. Do you have any faith that now Kylie and Kim have ditched their toxic baby daddies? Things will get any better. I want my toxic, no fucks given, horny Valley girls back. Best wishes and seasonal greetings from a big fan of the show. Oh, we're never getting them back. <laughs> we're yeah. never getting them back. Kylie, like, we might. Like a glimpse of Kylie. Yeah, yeah. Kendall has remained like separated enough that she might be able to provide some content, but she—that's not really her personality. Courtney seems happy, but she also seems like in a trance. Uh, as for Chloe and Kim becoming less crazy, no, no, it's <laughs> not at all. Like, 
it's sad because I feel like Chloe crazy. Specifically Chloe. I mean, Kim's never really had like this big personality anyway. But Chloe, we've definitely seen such a change in her. I mean, from Lamar to Tristan, she's just been through so much. I don't think anytime soon we'll get like this bubbly, uh, feisty, fierce personality. Uh, And also stuff is so rehearsed and tailored and image is so much in the the forefront of their minds. They don't really let loose anymore. Yeah. I feel like they're all like pretty wound tight into their personas. And like, I think I was watching old drag race anyone remembers I think it's season seven Katya used to have really bad anxiety and RuPaul says like I think you're addicted to the anxiety mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and she talks about how that was like eye-opening that's what I feel like with Chloe like I feel like she's become like addicted maybe is the word or maybe it's not but like set in this persona of like just always oh and just another thing that's very rare is happening to me and oh, like I'm still single. Like it's, I, I feel like she's just stuck in this like place of suffering, and that's like her persona now, where she used to kind of be like the foil to all of them and be mm-hmm. like, "You guys are all stupid, like crazy." She would always like tell people, call people out, and was like the shit talker. I just feel like she's kind of like rested into this place of just, I'm just suffering. Yeah, and there's this, uh, well, I don't want to go out. I don't want to do this because people can be so mean. And that, like now there's this hyper-awareness with, with a lot of lack of self-awareness, if that makes sense. But there's this paranoia almost, maybe is a better word, for like versus when we first met them, it was very, they were thirsty for fame. They didn't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Sketchers, sign us up. <laughs> Carl's Jr., of course. <laughs> Wait, Charmin's got a new toilet paper you want me to go launch? Oh I'll God, be that's there. Charmin Red <laughs> Classic. Sign me the fuck up. I love Charmin. It's so great. Where I they, love this toilet paper. They it's did a Kotex, so a Kotex campaign once where they talked about when they first got their periods. Like, oh, man, I just used to love that. Like. Like, that's why I think, switching gears a bit, why the Housewives is still so good, because those women are still so desperate. Like, every season, there's one of them trying to, like, make a record a song and be a singer. Oh, my gosh. I was watching the last season of Atlanta, mm-hmm. where they were, like, talking about who is actually worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> Splitting hairs over, like, who had, like, businesses and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I'm talking. We need that type of delusion. Like yeah. now, granted, Kim will still give you a little delusion. So that's why I think she still hits on screen with a like. It's oh, part of Kim is that like she sees herself as like better than that. Yeah. Now, I guess the Kanye of it all and like her fake like lawyer, entrepreneurial, <laughs> social justice hoe, whatever she's doing. I'm like, you're not, you don't have to be better than that. Chris isn't better than that. Chris is willing to talk, whatever. Chris like, is over here selling dairy free butter yeah. on Instagram. And a lot more people like Chris. Like, no one ever calls out Chris for her shenanigans because they, it, we're entertained by her and she just knows who she is. I was telling somebody, like, 
obviously I'm on TikTok and I do talk about Kardashians sometimes, but the, what frustrates me sometimes by talking about Kardashians in a public forum is for some reason, there's this weird segment. It's a huge segment. There's a weird, weird segment of the fan base that does not consider them reality stars. And it's like, wake the fuck up. Right. Like this is a reality TV show. And I say that because like, if we talk about Tristan or something, why do you care? It's not our business. It is my business. It's they literally my business. I'm like, that's not bad. And like, I think that's why you look at something like the Vanderpump rules, like yes. is that they are not afraid to say like, yes, we also have businesses like that. The point of the show is that they work in the restaurant industry and they're trying to make their big break or whatever in LA. They all have their entrepreneurial efforts, but they are very well aware like we this is our life like yeah. we're on the show like this is our career path that we've embraced you know it's like that doesn't have to be bad it doesn't have to be a guilty pleasure it doesn't have to be less than it's like if that's what you are like great yeah that's exactly what it is and it's just like sorry I'm messing up the zoom because I'm I just had a sneezing fit nice. <sighs> Well, especially too now, I feel like people are like into like, selling Sunset and like some other like streaming services are coming out with reality shows. Like, I feel like in the last couple of years, and COVID, I think had something to do with it. People have much more like embraced reality TV as like part of like everyday like consumption, and we talk about it. Like, yeah, some less of like that taboo thing that guilty pleasure and it's a legit part of entertainment industry everybody just got more comfortable like saying like yeah i watched a bunch of tv because i've been trapped inside for two years like it feels like it's become much more like commonplace to be like yeah i watched vanderpump rules last night but even like scott if you saw the previous for next episode and scott was talking to kim was like oh do you want to just live your life off camera I'm thinking in no shade and do what? Like this is her job. This is literally her thing. The other stuff, like you were talking about Kathleen is the extracurriculars, but the bread and butter is the reality show. Sorry. It is like, what else do you think she's going to go do? All of them make enough money that they could just not make the show. I think it's when you reach that certain level of like money and and again, relevancy. I think that's what Kim especially is the most, Kim and Chris are the most concerned with is relevancy. They could just make money off of like investing, but they want to, it's like they have to continue increasing the amount of money they make and increasing the amount of intention they, attention. I I think it's like, they can't just like, take a status quo of like mailing it in, you know? I think that's a good point. And I will just add to that. There's also with Kim and Chris specifically, this notion of boss babe and like, this is part of the business. And I got to be like, even court, like Kim said this episode, I got to be busy. Like this is part of quote unquote work. Accumulating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working. I'm working. Like, I'm like, what's wrong with a steady revenue stream? (laughs) There's this idea, and it's the same, like, working in tech, like, that there has to be exponential growth. Yeah, yeah. Constant growth, yeah. The rate of growth has to grow. And it's like, that's not sustainable or healthy anywhere. Yeah. Um, I'll do our last one. You got a while back about the Kravis wedding, and this person took notes. (laughs) Thank you for your service. Yeah, I don't really... 
Excuse me. I don't really think there was much to discuss, but this is good. Except for like the mini, and I had made a TikTok about the mini awkward moments between Courtney and Kim. And now we probably know why, because she used the wedding as a business deal. But hi, gals, some notes I made while watching for discussion. We got more words and emotions out of Kylie on this special uh, that uh, on this special than we did in the whole two seasons of the Kardashians on Hulu. Chris, Kylie, and Kendall, the only ones who seemed happy for Courtney. Courtney has so much time for North. You never hear Kim acknowledging P or look in her direction. I'll have to disagree with that. I think Kim does a good job of including Penelope in activities. I just don't think Kim is a warm, fuzzy person. Like it she's me of that time when she was like North. Oh yeah, star named after you. And then Penelope was like, do I want or whatever? And she's like, no. Yeah, well, she was like, oh, she said that uh, we were outside in North. I told North, there's the North Star. And then she was like, and Penelope Star? I was like, no, silly. There's no Penelope Star. Only a North Star. And Penelope, who's like a baby too, and Courtney were just looking over her like, bitch, shut the hell up. (laughs) I mean, I will say when Mason was born and he was the only grandkid, they went like all out over him. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like they don't talk about Courtney's kids as much. Yeah. And I think, you know, when people, you know, when the kids become kids and they're not babies anymore, you're kind of like, all right, this is over. But I just think Kim's personality, she just, like the the episode where um, I'm keeping up when Courtney was like trying to hug everybody. Like, like even Courtney said, we just aren't that good at being there in that way. So I just don't think that's Kim's personality to be like, but we have seen her compliment P like, oh, Penelope looks so pretty or hey. So I'm just going to disagree with that one. But during the episode, this, this wedding special, yes, Kim was not like, (laughs) exactly. She was not miss like, hey guys, let's, let's have a love fest. Um, her next note, why did Dulce and Gabbana give Kim that 90s collection? Could Courtney not be bothered? I feel like it was rolled into the deal and then Court had no follow through. Or Kim negotiated at the reception sitting next to Domingo, whatever his name is, Demonico. That's basically my theory. I just put out that I was like, maybe this came up at the wedding reception where she was like, you know, it would be great. But again, I still think that she was wearing some of the collection at the wedding reception. I think Kim is opportunistic, and I think that she probably didn't like that Courtney, even if it was subconscious, there was probably something eating her inside that Courtney was getting all this attention. And I I don't think it's made up that she probably did have some earlier conversations with Dolce and Gabbana, or like just an open, you know, dialogue, yeah, conversation over the years. So she took it upon herself. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Where the fuck, where the fuck is Corey? Remember when he and Courtney were best friends? Yeah, that's until he said he was gonna whoop her kids. I feel like that was the turning point in their relationship. Again, I don't disagree with Corey, but <laughs> and then she got Travis and didn't need his like surrogate grandpa. Exactly, she didn't need him to help with the kids when we went to the zoo. So yeah, he's done. Who is Courtney's glam squad and what have they done with Jen Atkins? I don't know. I don't know anybody who was doing hair and makeup except for, you know, obviously Kim brought her normal people, but I don't know who those were. This was a, this was cute, but can we forgive Monica Rose? I think if they could get Monica Rose back. Huh. That was we, a moment. Cause I don't know who's dressing them. Like it's not, they, it's not great right now. I think Courtney looks the best only cause she has a lot of effortless 
like you can tell it's not it's not curated it's kind of like she's taking Travis's lead don't get me wrong like obviously she dresses like Travis's style but it just doesn't look so forced yeah like Kim at those basketball games with like her shirt like <laughs> so hot. tight it was so like, tight it just, it just feels like so restricted and like tense yeah no carefree at all and like Chloe's got her like long ass nails and like everything skin tight like it just feels like they can't breathe yeah yeah um Landon MVP of the show the heartfelt thanks at the end and when he thanked Court for filling a hole in his heart yes Landon I'm telling you Charles Barker's kids those are the ones we should be focusing on put the camera on them Um, I didn't hate MGK's performance. I mean, it was what it's a rocker wedding, so it, it fit fit in. It was whatever. The low point when Megan Fox says she doesn't eat carbs. <laughs> ah, that was so funny. Like, girl, you're at you're in Italy eating pasta in Italy. Who's not gonna eat pasta in Italy? It's not America. She says some like really upsetting things, and like apparently, like is still with MGK even after he said was like abusive to her. Like, I'm worried about Megan. We need to get her out of that situation. Oh my God, you know who's not who's turning down pasta in Italy? That's so fucking nuts. Uh, did Dulce and Gabbana budget not extend to Carl? The vests look rented. Oh, Carl probably had to go to men's warehouse before they came. Like, I mean, these people are problematic. So. Um, yeah, because remember, Chris didn't even give Chris Humphrey's family a ride to the church. She was like, he's like, how is my family getting there? So, I don't know. Um, All in a taxi. But they take care of Carl. I don't know what happened with that, but maybe it was because Carl wasn't in the wedding. I can imagine that's why they didn't give him Dulce and Gabbana. I don't think it was a snub. I think it was just probably people that were in the wedding. The Malikas, were they there? The Malikas were not getting that invite. It seemed like... <laughs> think Courtney's friendly with them but I don't think Courtney considers them her friends and it seemed like a very small intimate wedding so they were never getting that invite but uh you know Miss Jonathan was pissed he wasn't invited when he saw the pasta bar (laughs) another one who should have never expected an invite look at this this is so crazy there's a pasta (laughs) bar you guys I'm going live in five minutes there's a pasta Kim Kim what the fuck I thought you said I can come and get some pasta, Kim. No, this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. Like, you know, he's always like, Kim, Kim. I think it's great we haven't seen him in a while. Oh, I love that. Like, he's the worst. <laughs> Kim, what the fuck? So I can't go to Courtney's wedding? <laughs> There's a pasta bar. Kim, Kim, content. Kim, who the fuck is Carl? And why is he getting invited? This is such bullshit. <laughs> I thought me and Courtney made up. Like, no, you don't, you're not going to be anywhere. Thank God. Um, the next note, you get the feeling that Kim thought it would be a shit wedding and was secretly pissed that it was actually fun and cool. <laughs> that is like literally Kim and Courtney's entire dynamic, and it has been for a long time. Well, like Courtney said, they've been competitive, even though she goes, I've let it go. I don't know if Kim has. <laughs> Courtney's existence alone bothers Kim. The fact that Courtney is carefree degaf aries i think the fact that she's like really petite and like can fit into like different clothes that kim didn't i, I was like i you see it going back in layers like yeah 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 the, the fact that she literally does nothing and got dolce and gabbana to basically yeah. 
sponsor the wedding. Like, she's probably like, what the fuck? I'm out here at the fucking Charmin toilet paper launch. <laughs> you're just at home and you're getting all these like deals and shit. What in the hell? Hey, mad, Kim. <laughs> um, haven't actually seen two people like each other this much since the peak of Chloe and Lamar. Um, you know, before it all went to shit. That is very true. And I think that's why I, it, Courtney and Travis, yeah, it can be a little much, but um, you're just like relieved to see something natural, organic, and a genuine connection. It doesn't seem forced. It does seem a little like that goth couple in high school that wouldn't stop making out, like, ate lunch on the grass. That it's built to last, but also they're older. They've achieved what they wanted in life as far as like they've had their kids and their careers and stuff. So maybe it won't have some of those issues that the teen couple in high school has to face. <laughs> exactly. And um, and Travis is well over 40. So there's a bit more maturity, I feel there. And yeah. also, I just feel like, wait, what was I going to say? That there's the maturity there. And to your point, they're older. They've already had their kids. Obviously, they want to have a baby together. But I feel like it's a little bit more easier now for both of them. There's, like, not any outside pressures. He goes on tour and stuff, but, like, he's sober. Like, I think Lamar suffered with, like, addiction issues and was in the basketball world where it was, like, all around him. So, you know. It feels like it has potential to go to distance. I'm going to use that word, potential. Now, you just never know with never when know. men are involved. <laughs> men, money, this family. Right. You never know. But, yeah, I just think I it's it's a good look. And then finally, should the Barker girls are adorable, which is Atiana and Alabama, our fave. Thanks. Love your work. Katie B. Thank you for your service, Katie. Those were notes. If you have Tyra mail, send it in to saybiblepodcast at gmail.com. Say B-I-B-L-E podcast at gmail.com. Boop, boop. Um, next. Back in the saddle. I will say I'm hopeful for this season because this is like the first time in a long time that I was able just to watch an episode and not like, oh, how much time is left? Or like, oh my God, what are we talking about? Like, I felt like I was more engaged than I've been in a long time. So I, I applaud them for that. Wildly irked by like every time Kim was speaking but like it wasn't like the show itself was like making me go insane like there were mm-hmm. some times last season especially and then their final season on E were you were just like I can't like when I they did the, the time capsule it's like yeah. we're just like, filming a show for 15 years too much yeah like I felt like this had some pacing and like yeah pacing what talking like about was interesting enough and I'm intrigued I'm intrigued to hear Courtney talk her shit oh we forgot to say that uh, Chloe had skin cancer that's why she had like have some of her cheek taken out which she's had before and I think it was on her ankle or something like that a little like insensitive because skin cancer is cancer it is Mm -hmm. but like everyone in my family has had skin cancer and my dad gets shit removed from his face like every other day so I was like, well, it's scary, but it's also, like, very treatable. And they have access to, like, the best medical care there is. But I definitely felt for her, especially this family, but also being, like, famous. Like, having it on your face, that would be, like, very, like, disheartening to have, like... And to Chloe's 
Chloe's uh, def- not defense, but in in respect to her, she wasn't really like pushing the alarm. It was more like Chris being like, "You've got to go talk to her." So, like Chris was the one really making it. Like, have you talked to Chloe? Uh, this episode was more refreshing how Chloe talked about it yeah. than like at the end of last season when they made it like seem super like dramatic. Yeah, uh, I mean, it might be the hip all over again though. I'm bracing yeah. myself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like I feel for. I would not ha- want to get like a big chunk cut out of my face, right? Person who's like livelihood is their appearance, but thankfully, it's a very treatable thing. Yeah, and if she did have a mark or something, she has like access to doctors to like fix her up. Uh, before we go, I wanted to note that Kim. <laughs> Kim went to a Blink-182 concert in New York. Courtney finally invited her somewhere, which I kind of was like, oh, okay. Yes, I'll be there. Right. She I was like, downloaded the tour <laughs> schedule and was like, I'm going to be in New York on the 13th. Is there anything going on that day? <laughs> it just so happens I have to do press for my podcast in New York. It's really busy, but I could squeeze in the Blink-182 concert. And the funny part about it was like... I was like, okay, great. They're working on the relationship. Courtney finally invited her somewhere, but I saw cameras in the background. So I'm like, oh, okay. When I saw the cameras, I was like, I know Courtney was just like, fine, whatever. <laughs> sure, you can come, whatever. I'll be, uh, I'll be there. I guess you can come. I'll come by and say hi. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you want. I don't care. It doesn't register to me. <laughs> yeah. So, I, well, uh, hopefully they're in a good space at the moment, but I feel like their relationship is always going to, they're going to be like 90 I years old and still Courtney doing this. is relishing in that. Like, she has the ability now to just tolerate Kim. Yeah. Kim can't like counter her because Kim wants the proximity to the sister that's happy, the famous husband, yeah. the family that's probably going to continue to make more attention. Yeah. And meanwhile, Courtney's like, I'm going home. Bye. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't even have to stay in sight with you. I'm literally just going to go home. Like, fine. Take the picture. Post whatever <laughs> caption you want. It doesn't affect me. And exactly. Like, Please, Courtney. Like, <laughs> Courtney, get in here. Just like, oh, goodness. <laughs> so that's good. Anyway, have a great whatever you're having. Day, night, week, weekend, blah, blah, blah. And we'll talk to you and do the next episode. Okay. Bye. Bye.